Okay, so hi, welcome to Bitcoin Views. You guys are in for a treat, and um, if you only knew how many times we started recording this episode, um, you'd laugh. You'd be laughing like we were. Um, so, okay, so um, the voice you just heard is my son, his CAD, and he is here to help me with my Bitcoin uh, Confused uh, podcast today. And I cannot speak today, so thank God I have him here to help me. Welcome to, episode, or to attempt number eight. Um, so, I'm just going to start off by saying. A little while ago, I was actually watching a video on YouTube where a guy spent a little bit under $20,000 building an updated mining rig. Um, he had a previously built one that I think he said cost him about $16,000, um, but after the crash of Bitcoin recently, that one was not performing very well. And so he actually built a second one, and the combined total was about thirty dollars to $35,000. Um, but basically, he was made with even with the crash, in a day he was making give or take a hundred, hundred and twenty-five dollars. <laughs> I missed that. The point, the point that you asked, you were asking me, if I wanted to join up, right? So, with that said, I wanted to ask you, Mom, um, would you be interested in going fifty-fifty on a mining room with me? Um, honestly, I don't know, simply because as far as I, my understanding of Bitcoin is, is that in the year 2025, will, there will be no more uh, new Bitcoin made. So, because of the cap of the 20 million Bitcoin, or sorry, sorry, 20 billion Bitcoin will have been reached and there will be no more Bitcoin to create. So, and as far as it goes, mining Bitcoin, it, most of what you earn comes from the, the creation of a new um, the creation of a new block on a chain which will create Bitcoin. Now I know that there will be some point in, in doing it because I mean the um, people who are mining are also um, validating transactions and that is a, is a very huge necessity when it comes to Bitcoin. But um, I just don't know how much how much you would be able to make because to make to even make anything with mining you have to be the one to um, hit that, find that nuance, which is the guess that everybody's putting into the pot to, put it, to find that uh, right hash, right? And the first one that gets there is the only one that gets paid, so I just don't know how, how worth it would be. Okay. So actually, you know what? I wonder what Bitcoin's going to even be worth once it stops creating more. Because like, when people like, once once it stops, when there's like no more to, to to be mined, right? I mean, are we gonna lose all our miners? That's kind of interesting. So, my opinion on this, I don't necessarily know about losing all the miners. I feel like, honestly, once that cap does hit, there might be some sort of ulterior use for the mining. I wonder if, I wonder if the, ta- the um, actual fees will go up to compensate. For less, less, uh, Bitcoin. Maybe. Honestly, I wonder if that. That's actually an interesting thought. I wonder if once the Bitcoin cap gets hit, the fees that are, or part of the fees, I should say, that are being used, I wonder if that's going to be put into a separate pool 
for Bitcoin miners well, to they, use they to confirm part. transactions. They already do get part of the fees. They already do get the fees. The fees were created for that purpose. But, um, but they're, uh, okay. they're, they're, because there's nobody, there's nobody else to pay, right? There's only people who are tracking it and people are using it, right? And nobody else oh, okay. So where, where else would the fees go, right? There's no actual money that really goes into running it. Honestly, I just thought that it got burnt, like what they're trying to do with uh, Lunacoin. As far as I know, there's no, there's no burning in Bitcoin as far as I know. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so with that said, um, I actually want to say my opinion on the future of Bitcoin. Not too bad, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my opinion on the future of Bitcoin as a whole. So I was on YouTube yet again. I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, I was on YouTube yet again. You are, and, you are a millennial. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I was actually watching a video that was a interview done by Robert Kiyosaki, um, who was interviewing, uh, I think his name is Robert Breedlove. Um, basically, Breedlove has been following Bitcoin since its inception and has a history of financial uh, mechanics, basically. I don't know the exact words, but... His prediction is he thinks that Bitcoin could be worth one to ten million dollars. One Bitcoin could be worth one to ten million dollars come 2031. Now, this is an interesting concept to me, and my brain kind of went around and around and around and trying to figure out kind of where, how this would happen. Yeah, and Breedlove went into. A lot of good um, examples of uh, the economy and financials and a bunch of stuff that unfortunately I'm not smart enough to repeat back to you guys properly and give you a good lesson from. Sorry, right, we'll, we'll look up the, um, the actual YouTube video you, you listen to and we'll put a, a link to it in the show notes. Oh, perfect. There you go. You can find it probably wherever the link is on here. Um, <laughs> I've seen the description of the episode. There we go. Um, but so what my prediction is is as it stands bitcoin has been fluctuating around 17,000 it's actually gone up from the low of like i think it hit a little under 15,000 a little while ago um but in canadian terms cuz that's what i am um <laughs> oh my name is cat that's where i get it from um anyways in canadian terms that's about 22 23,000 dollars is where we're fluctuating right now now, I believe that, and I don't know how the long it'll take. It's gone up a bit then. Yep. I've know. been watching it the last little while. It's gone up a very tiny bit. Um, but what I believe is somewhere between the next two to three years, it might happen sooner, it might happen later, I don't know. I'm not a Bitcoin expert. Uh, <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I'm smart. We're all, we're all learning together and believing in Bitcoin. Yeah, but... Um, I believe that Bitcoin is going to hit its next spike, and the next spike is going to be a little bit around between 91,000 and 106,000, maybe 116 if we get lucky. Now, what I foresee happening is there's a lot of people, a lot of different people investing in Bitcoin. A lot of them got in during the 60,000, maybe as low as, I'll say, 35,000 mark. And they're all looking to have made money. 
Now, I know some of them are not necessarily looking to make money. Some of them are looking for the actual capital that holding Bitcoin has for them. And that's smart. But what I've been predicting is... Um, okay, so... The way that I understand Bitcoin is... Bitcoin is... And this isn't how Bitcoin is. This is just how I view Bitcoin. Bitcoin is an intermediary between fiat currencies. In that if you buy X amount of Bitcoin with, say, $400, if you're going to... And this is just for pretend. Say you're going to Europe. You could use that Bitcoin to buy... Uh, the EUR currency and then when you're in Europe you have a little bit of EUR now Bitcoin itself it's not EUR Euro yeah EUR <laughs> is the short for Euro though it's only Euro is short for Euro <laughs> nah whatever <laughs> see I'm not smart don't worry about it I'm not about being smart it's just about knowing right like, yeah. I, was, I was looking at um, going um What's it called? FedEx. It's not FedEx training. <laughs> um, what is that called? FTX. No, no, no. I'm sure I'm drawing a huge blank here when it comes to um, uh, trading currencies. Oh man, I can't really think of what the stupid word is, but anyway, yeah, I'm all confident. Um, Just keep going. You can. Anyways, so what I want, or what I was trying to say is, it's an intermediary between currencies, and it's also a holding currency for protecting your assets. And in this instance, I'm using assets as a term for fiat currency, being that around the world, it's becoming known that the American dollar is crashing. Unfortunately, because of the way the economics works, when the American dollar crashes, the rest of the currencies are more or less, to a certain extent, going to crash with it. Okay, one second. The word I was looking for was forex. <laughs> the word that was forex trading. Sorry, yeah. Okay, cool. That's um, but so when, um, when uh, the American dollar crashes, it be obviously speaking, it's going to be worth less. Mm-hmm. When the American dollar is worth less, it causes an inverse reaction with Bitcoin to become worth a lot more because nobody wants to be holding a fiat currency that's crashing. Everybody wants to be holding a stable coin that's going to keep its value. Except for what about the stable coins that are are locked to the value of the US dollar? Yes, but not all of them are. You're thinking of things like USDT and... Yeah, USDT, 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 USDT. Yeah, a lot of those ones. But I'm talking the true Bitcoin, stable Bitcoin. coins, being Bitcoin... Bitcoin's not stable. Uh, the, the, the idea of it's it, holding... Uh, a stable it, coin is only when it's linked to the US dollar. The reason they call it that is because it doesn't fluctuate much. Bitcoin fluctuates a lot. It's not stable. <laughs> okay, let, let me reiterate that then. I was using stable, and I know that's the wrong term now, so I apologize. <laughs> um, I will say solid coin you instead mean of like, stable you mean coin. Like one that's not likely to go anywhere. It's not. It's going to be. Around. No, I'm talking one that's not likely to lose all value. Yes, I mean. it's not, it's not so. 
Um, the ones that, and I know that this isn't the proper terminology, and I apologize because it's just making the bit we're confused all learning. worse. We're all learning. We're all learning. Um, <laughs> so, a solid coin would be Bitcoin, Ethereum, and what's a good other example? Uh, XRP is not really a good one right now. It's kind of in a pickle. I'd say Solana, but even that's kind of rocky right now. Yeah. Um. um we'll we'll say uh, what's what's that one? Um. BNB. Binance coin. Binance sure. Coin. Binance yeah, coin is bailing with... out everybody. So I have to go with BNB. <laughs> BNB is pretty easy. Yeah, I'll go. I'll stable. go with BNB. But I'll say BNB is a little bit more of a loose, uh, loose except example of that. No, I don't know. I don't think BNB is going to lose value. Or like, no. or not always zero anyways. I think, I, okay. they're, they're the ones that bailed over FTX. Oh, <laughs> they, um, they actually have a, they actually have a fund for, to bail out coins that, that fail. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So with, with the whole solid coin analogy, uh, introduced. Now we can just create a new Bitcoin terminology. So, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to be using it just like HODL. So, the way that I see it is the solid coins are basically a way of holding your fiat currency and protecting it against the crash. Yeah. So where I see stuff going right now is I don't know about Ethereum and I don't know about BNB and I don't know about Lunacoin, FTX, or FTX is a stock holding thing. What am I talking about? Um, Lunacoin, all of them. Um, sure. Anything else I'm only going to talk about Bitcoin right now because everything else is loosely linked to Bitcoin, but because Bitcoin was the core of everything, it's the only one that's going to hold its value better than anything else. You can also, as we learned in something we listened to recently, can absorb any good trait that another coin creates. It can literally be written into Bitcoin's software to be part of Bitcoin, so it pretty much can't be beat. In that it can suck up any piece of any good that comes from any other coin. I'll try to elaborate on that a little better because I. Oh, um, so, what Bitcoin actually does is Bitcoin with within the Bitcoin programming, it actively detects any time a change is made. If Bitcoin's program detects that that uh, that change is malicious in any way is going to reduce its value in any way, it removes that change. However, if a change is made that causes Bitcoin's value to increase in any way... And it's so strange. I know, it's so crazy, but it's really cool and it was really well made. Mm -hmm. if, it, if a change is made that increases Bitcoin's value drastically, it'll hold that change, which is insane. I. I I don't understand how you can write that. Some, I know. Like that into, now, um, I do want to... Program. I'm sorry to interrupt, though. Um, I do want to establish that does not protect Bitcoin. Or, uh, I should say it doesn't protect Bitcoin's value definitively. Bitcoin, as we saw back when Bitcoin shot up to $61,000, uh, I think US, um, obviously speaking it crashed we saw the massive plummet everyone started selling out and it plummeted right to fifteen thousand dollars now i don't know what caused that so i'm not going to pretend to however i do want to make an important note in that regardless of how high bitcoin goes it can go lower 
I'm only referring to the act of um, of adding details to the Bitcoin program that would either hurt Bitcoin or improve Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> now for the third time with that said, um, two to three years from now, I can see Bitcoin being worth $100,000. Now, how long it'll hold $100,000, I don't know. Whether it'll drop back down, I don't know. Um, but what I see, what I can possibly see happening is that when Bitcoin hits $100,000, a lot of the people who, ha who held on to it all through this crash, who bought in at 30000 35000 40000 as soon as it hits that 100000 maybe even 110000 if we get lucky in that spike um, mark, a lot of them are going to sell to try to make a profit so that they get their fiat back and are able to use that fiat currency for life. Because obviously, as it stands right now, we can't really use Bitcoin for going to a restaurant or going and paying our bills. We need fiat currency. So, a lot of those people who are holding on to Bitcoin are gonna, are likely to sell out um, around the $100,000, $110,000 mark. Now, what I see happening after that is that once Bitcoin, like, Bitcoin might hit 100,000, might hit 110,000, but when it does that, it has a chance of dropping down to, I'm gonna say a lowest of 40,000, but I, I don't know, it could drop lower, it might not even drop, who knows. But once it does that, and it eventually climbs its way back to a stable 100,000, I'm gonna guess maybe five years from now, I predict that the banks are going to try to get in on it. I think that they're going to start buying lots and lots of Bitcoin and they're going to start holding it. And they're going to use this Bitcoin for giving out loans, giving out whatevers. But because they're going to be holding it, that's going to limit the supply of Bitcoin available worldwide. People aren't going to be able to buy as much Bitcoin because a lot of that Bitcoin is going to be held by the banks. Now, the important part of this is if the banks do that, that's going to create a big portion that obviously can't be bought. And so the value of Bitcoin and what people are willing to pay to try to reclaim that Bitcoin that they sold out at 100,000, that value is going to climb. I don't know how much, I don't know when, but I believe that Bitcoin will go higher than $100,000. I believe it might take up anywhere between six to eight years for that to happen. I'm gonna say like maybe three to five years after the point of $100,000. Mm -hmm. But if you got, I'm gonna say right now, for all of you guys who are investing and are in the FOMO mindset of um, fear of missing out, FOMO stands for what? Fear of missing out. That's right. <laughs> right now, we are in a prime time for buying Bitcoin. And yeah, even I will, agree, I will agree with that in that because of how far down it went. <clears throat> here's the thing that everybody needs to understand. Bitcoin is going to fluctuate. Okay, it will go down, it will go up, and it will go down a lot, but it will not go to zero. Okay, so as long as you do not get afraid and figure out and sell your Bitcoin, there's a damn good chance that when it goes back up again, you will make money on it. 
However, that being said, this is not uh, financial advice. <laughs> yeah, no, we are not, we are not financial experts. experts. We are just giving our opinion. It is a good idea, though. I would, I would, if, if you're interested in getting into Bitcoin now, is a very good time because it has gone so low. It's not likely to turn around, and go lower. It's more, more likely to go up. I'm not going to say it's not going to, but it shouldn't. And you will probably be a happy camper. I'm no promises, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as he's saying, it's a good time to get into, into it's a good time to get into crypto period in, in pretty much every single one. I mean, like he said, he preferred just to talk about Bitcoin for now because Bitcoin's you know Bitcoin, but and this is a Bitcoin views, right? But all all coins right now are at an all-time low, and always read. Make sure you're always reading the white paper of any coin you're interested in getting into because they you want to make sure a that they have. Um, a good following that they are um, the devs are um, active on any like Twitter, Discord. They you need to make sure the devs are active and they add that they their names are known. Um, and also just read their roadmap, read their white paper. Just make sure you can get all the information you can on this coin. And make sure you agree with what they are, what they stand for. Because I mean, any coin that is just kind of like wishy-washy about what they're saying about themselves. It's uh, very good, likely a large bull, and you need to be really careful because that is a very real uh, risk out there buying any cryptocurrency. Because any, and like, cause these days anybody can create a coin. You can create a coin, I can create a coin, and not very difficultly either. And so to have a coin out there and just be like, get people to buy it, this is not an, an idea for any of you scammers out there either to create a coin and create a rug pull, but it is happening out there. So people uh, and actually, that's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, now I don't use FTX, so I can't say that I know what they are, mm -hmm. but I will say that I've heard a lot of issues where the people who run the FTX have been creating coins, buying and selling between itself over and over and over and over. They're basically what they're doing is they're simulating a big price rise and then they're launching it to the public with that big price, selling all their coins, and the price plummets to zero. Hmm. So that's what... Uh, really? Yeah. They're doing that with lots of different coins? Or just coin? They're creating their own coins for that purpose. Oh, okay. So yeah. Weird. Yeah. So as, as Isla was saying, be very careful and w try not to fall for all of the rug pull coins that are being created right now. Because there are a lot, but... Yeah, uh, that, really that's why we're trying to advocate for Bitcoin. Do your own Do your own research. Make yeah. sure that you are looking into every single coin that you're interested in, in buying. Because, yeah, there, there's just too much of the... Too easily done right now. This is a very, very... You have to, everybody has to remember, this is the very beginning of crypto, okay? We're talking about, like, back in the day of, of like, you know, horse-drawn carriages and, and you know, um, castle fights. Back when money kind of came into being. There, you just... You have to back then. Like I mean, there was a lot of, there were rug pulls, but there, <laughs> but there was it was a lot easier to counterfeit coins, and it was a lot easier to, to trick people into buying things that don't exist, kind of thing, right? So we come down to now, and we, and we have the same thing happening. In the very, we're, we're like this is like the wild west frontier, of uh, of the coming of this type of money, and that's what that's what people don't like it though. People don't believe that it's real. They don't believe that it's it's. They think it's pretend. They think it's fake. They think it's. Why would they want to put out their real money that's in their pocket that they can really look at and hold and to turn it into some sort of digital stuff that they don't really know exists? If you were, if you can trust that your, your bank is holding money and you can use that money online and spend it, then you can trust Bitcoin also exists. It's just the same. It exists in the same sort of state. 
but the only difference is, is that nobody there's no bank holding onto it for you it's just a matter of like on your computer where you where you save your pictures in your computer it's a kind of like that one just no pictures right it's just it's just a bit it's just data it's just you know, numbers zeros and ones whatever you want to call it but it, it does exist and it is usable and people are buying pictures with it for 10 grand worth of <laughs> 100 grand worth of them not wasn't worth that, that much of the time but it was not it would be now so just just yeah make sure you're doing your own research and, and look into everything because i mean this is but that's what you it's so new that we don't need honestly that even the experts don't really even know what they're doing okay <laughs> so that's why you have to be really careful the strange thing is though about bitcoin is that sakatoshi nakamoto whoever this guy was or whoever they were knows a lot about was a smart man and he wrote an, an amazing program for a, a, a currency that we can pass directly from one person to another and it works and it is and it is good because it doesn't have you don't you don't need to trust anybody that's why it's called trustless trustless means that um, i don't trust you and you don't trust me but that doesn't matter because there's enough people all keeping track of it that who also don't trust us they're going to be honest about it so that's and that's the point because everybody's taking track of it there's no there's no fooling bitcoin you can't fool the bitcoin system you can't say hey i've got all these coins that i don't i didn't really have because bitcoin will be like um no you don't those weren't in our to begin with so no <laughs> um and actually that brings up a good point um before i think we should probably wrap it up pretty soon um where and i i want to say i highly recommend you check out the link below because uh, Robert Breedlove is a much, much, much smarter man than I am, and Robert Kiyosaki is too, and he, he's actually trying to help. Robert Kiyosaki is the guy that wrote the books Rich Dad Poor Dad, and he is an amazingly smart man when it comes to money in general, and he has been slowly getting himself into crypto and backing it up quite, quite, uh, quite, with quite enthusiasm, I think, honestly. Yeah, he, he doesn't even advocate for stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. He's... He, yeah, li he likes gold. He likes yeah, gold. He's been he the gold guy, right? <laughs> he actually has a lot of really good lessons. I highly recommend you look him up and check out some of his videos too because he's actually trying to teach millennials about money. So even if you're not a millennial, even if you're one of the baby boomers, go check him out. He's going for everyone. He's trying to help everybody out. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's beginning to advocate quite a bit for uh, Bitcoin, it seems. But yeah. um, as I was going to try to say, uh, Robert Breedlove... Um, I forget where I was going with that. No. Sorry, <laughs> but I didn't talk. Oh about. no, where was yeah, I? It'll come back. We we can add another little bit if we need to. Um. um oh oh oh. You think um. Yeah, I remembered what it was. So, one of the things that Robert Breedlove goes into detail, and I'll try to briefly explain it. But again, definitely check out the video because he explains it much better than I'm about to. Hang on a second. Is, um. Basically, because Bitcoin was the first of its kind, whenever a new coin is created, the value of Bitcoin goes up. Now, it's not a direct correlation, but it's basically the more money that's being put into other coins, the more... Uh, 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 more support... Like yeah, the more kind of the more support realization Bitcoin gets, the more that the more people invest into other coins, and the more coins that are created and people invest into those, the more the more people will kind of realize that Bitcoin is the big bad boss of everything and will want to go into that, which will split up how much. Uh, 
value there is amongst everybody, a, a Bitcoin value, not fiat currency value. And that will, as the numbers go down of people wanting to sell it, the value of Bitcoin will go up because people aren't going to want to sell it for a cheap value. Um, again, Robert Breedlove goes into better detail and much smarter terms. Um, and he actually does a really good way of giving it in fairly layman terms. So 100% go check out the video that we're going to link at the bottom. Um, thank you so much to Zyla for having me on BitConfused. And I hope to have you again. I'm just going to... So I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of Bitcoin Fused. Um, I would really like to know your feedback on whether or not you enjoyed, and I'm sure you did, this episode compared to all my other ones because I know that all my other ones were probably a little bit um, boring. Anyway, so, um, but if you have a question or anything about crypto that you would like myself or myself and my son to dive into and check it out for you, you can send me an email at, um, I'm doing it right now, that's I-M-D-O-I-N-G, I-T-R-I-G-H-T-N-O-W, just like it sounds, at gmail.com. And you can ask us any question. There's also actually a button, right, if you're using the Anchor app, there is a little button you can push in there that you can send us a voicemail and ask us directly. So, and we want to know, what do you want to know about Bitcoin? And we would love to help you be a little bit less Bitcoin-used.